Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. there welcome to the show my name is andy last and you are listening to beyond synth this is episode 73 and i had an interview planned but i don't have time to finish the edit so if you're wondering why i'm doing so many novelty shows this summer it's very simple basically i haven't been at my studio for like two months we were visiting relatives i brought all my equipment up but i thought oh this is going to be great man i'll be able to record all these interviews over the summer that'll carry me through the winter, you know, till the end of the season. And then it turned out that it was uh, not very practical for me to record here. And so I was basically uh, finishing off all the interviews that I had recorded before I left, which is why today is another special episode of Beyond Synth. Today is the junk emails episode. That's right. I've been threatening to do this for a while. I have tons of these junk emails I've saved up for the junk email segment, which one fan really likes. And his name is Jeff Harrington. <laughs> Sorry to out you. <laughs> anyway, so I've, I've brewed myself a big glass of... I'm not a glass, it's a mug. Well, it is a glass. It's a mug. It is a glass mug with a handle, and I've filled it with a uh, drink known as the French Vanilla, which they sell at Canadian chain Tim Hortons. So in Canada, there's a coffee place called Tim Hortons, and there's basically one on every corner in every town. And in Toronto, there's about 400 of them. And uh, they have this drink that I enjoy called the French Vanilla, which is essentially a mocha cappuccino kind of drink. So it's sort of like a chocolate milk with a heavy dose of artificial caffeine in there. Anyways, look, it it gives me the energy I need, all right? And so I'm going to drink some of that. It's probably going to make me a little hyper. And then I'm going to go through and I'm going to read the junk emails. And we're going to listen to those. We're going to listen to cool music. I've got a great uh, playlist planned for today. And of course, before I started recording, I asked people on Twitter and Facebook to send in their questions or comments. And I'll be reading those as well. And there's some mail sack. There's also sorts of stuff today, man. It's going to be good. I'm sort of cleaning house, getting ready for fall. You know, the school year is starting and uh, maybe it'll allow me to start Beyond Synth fresh, you know, the the school year. Not that the school year matters to me because I'm a old person, but you know... (laughs) (laughs) Although I will say, that's the one thing when you have kids, man, because I hated going to school when I was a kid. I hated waking up for school. I hated those fucking cold fall September mornings going to school that first week and it was cold and you have to wake up. And and when you have a kid, the thing is, you got to do all that again. And uh, it's not fun. Because I hated it. Um, And that is the thing. Although it does get me awake in the morning, because if I didn't, I would probably be waking up at noon every day and be an impractical person. So, how about this? Let's listen to a song, and then we'll get this show started. Here's a track from Nemix off the album The Planet, and this is a track called Feed Them Lies.
And that was Feed Them Lies by Nemix off the Planet album. And that is a cool track. Nemix is cool and makes cool synth wave tracks. As always, Beyond Synth is brought to you by DownToJam.com, a free website that helps musicians around the world connect. But connect on what, you say? I hear you asking. Well, they help you connect based on musical compatibility, all right? So if you're looking for a partner to jam with or to fill a spot in your band, you're going to want to check out this site and sign up. The site is DownToJam.com. That's D-O-W-N-T-O-J-A-M.com. Check it out. Start a band. Make some music. And speaking of music, if you want your music uh, featured on the show, I'll check it out. You just have to send me links and then I can listen. You can contact me at Andy Last on Twitter. You can contact me at uh, Facebook.com slash Beyond.Synth.Podcast. And you can contact me on SoundCloud.com slash Beyond-Synth. And you can send messages to all those places. There is also an email address, but I don't check it as often. But there is beyondsynth at Gmail. You can check that out. Well, there's nothing to check out, but I mean, <laughs> you can send me an email is what I'm trying to say. And if you have uh, links to your music or whatever, I will check it out, man, because that's what I do. I check stuff out. And of course, you know, Beyond Synth is on every week, Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Power85.com. And the fact that the show is on every week is why sometimes I have to do these very silly episodes where there's no guest but nonsense, because that's the only way to do it. But the point is that the music is still good, and that's what matters. And for certain listeners who like the junk email segment, like Jeff Harrington... You're going to enjoy today's episode, but we're, we're going to do some other stuff too, man. It's all good. But listen, I'm not going to keep opening the junk email folder. Just assume that the junk email folder is going to be opened once and it will just be open throughout the whole show because we're also going to be doing uh, listener mail and stuff. And I'm not going to play the junk email theme every time I open up a new junk email. That being said, let's open up the junk email folder. Here we go. This is a quick one. <laughs> it's from Hickam111, and I'm assuming it's a lady. There's a picture of a kissing lips, and it says, I'd love to be seduced in a different language. And that is it. <laughs> so I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'd love to be seduced in a different language. Well, good for you, Hickam111. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> There's just certain junk emails you get where you wonder, like, what's the scam? So I'm going to click on that and be like, what? I mean, I, I know it's just going to be a link to, like, a webcam show, but still, it's it's funny to me. All right, and this is an email from the United Nations Compensation Award 2016 Approved Your Payment United Nations Assisted Program Directorate of International Payment and Transfers Transfer Audit Unit. <laughs> Fuck. 
That must be a fun office to work in. Our reference, WB slash NF slash JPP slash UN slash 17 hyphen PC slash 44 double X 3210201016. So what do I do? I just put that reference into Google, I guess, and then say, like, what? If- Attention, sir slash madam, I would like to let it be known that in a meeting held by the United Nations in affiliation with the World Bank Organization and the U.S. States Government, it has been agreed that a compensation of U.S. dollars 6.5 million has been approved in your name. This compensation, again, (laughs) so it starts with sir slash madam, so they don't even know (laughs) what sex I am, but they have a... (laughs) Millions of dollars approved in my name. Maybe I have a unisex name. I'll give I'll give them the benefit of the doubt there. My name is Sam or something that can be like a girl's name too. This compensation program was organized to compensate all the people who have in time past had unfinished transaction and those that has been scammed in any part of the world. This compensation scheme was set up under the United Nations Project for Unsettled Debts and Scam Victims Rehabilitation Scheme. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but even if it's like a you're starting some sort of organization with a positive goal uh, of helping people, if you keep referring to it as a scheme, it doesn't it doesn't quite sound as positive. Whenever scheme is involved, it sort of gives everything a negative connotation. Your email address was drawn automatically web directory through an email ballot machine. That is why this mail was sent to you and you are qualified to receive the above mentioned compensation payment. A bank draft reference number, and there's a giant number, has been allocated to you which will be credited with your payment of $6.5 million which will be delivered to you in person at your place of residence. You are hereby advised to contact bank manager of Zenith Bank. Zenith Bank? Have I gotten one from them before? In the name of Dr. Jim Ovia at the address below for your payment. (laughs) Contact Dr. Jim Ovia at email stephenobrien876 at gmail. Why does that make me laugh every time? time. And of course, you are required to forward all the personal information, your name, home, phone number, address, age, occupation, marital status, and country of origin. So this this ballot they've drawn, it's to compensate people who have been scammed before, yet their ballot just draws random email addresses. So if they don't know who I am, where I live, what sex I am, what country I come from, how do they know that I've been scammed? And that, my friends, is a good damn question. Thanks for your patience, and do contact us in the near future when you have successfully received your payment. Best regard, Ms. Valerie Amos. What? (laughs) Hold on, hold on. My contact person is Dr. Jim from Zenith Bank, whose email is Stephen O'Brien, as relayed to be my Miss Valerie Amos. Sounds legitimate to me. Let's listen to another song. Here is One on One featuring Tommy Reeve. And this is, of course, by Sebastian Gamble off the City Hunter album.
And that was Sebastian Gamble with the track One on One featuring Tommy Reeve. And that song's awesome. I love that uh, opening. Anyways, guys, we are here today. You're listening to Beyond Synth. And we are reading some junk emails. But let me check the uh, web real fast because I asked people to uh, send in questions and stuff. And Motive at Motive Synth says, Hey, Andy. I just added that Hey, Andy part. <laughs> No one has that much respect for me to actually say hello. (laughs) If you could have acted in any 80s action film, what film would it be? If we're assuming that my presence in the film isn't going to change history and make the film not good, I'd say Die Hard Predator Mm, Commando. That's a good question, because it depends what I would be. I guess maybe Die Hard and then I could be, like, some other, like, computer nerd guy that gets blown away. I'm now inventing a character that's being inserted, so all the other characters are still in the film. But maybe the dude who's, like, the computer hacker nerd guy that's in the basement, maybe he has, like, a little buddy. And then Argyle gets to take out, like, two people once he knows what's going on. So, like, I go out to, like, get a coffee for him, and then uh, Argyle, like, runs the car over me or something. So that's what... That's my answer for you. <laughs> I'll say Die Hard, because that would be, uh, obviously, it's one of the best movies ever made. Oh, and actually, let's open up the mail set real quick because I have a, an important mail sack message, alright? So let's do that. Alright, and this is a message from Timbral, and Timbral is referring to the fact that I did a best of season one a few episodes ago, where I was playing my favorite clips from season one of Beyond Synth, and in season one, I had Sam Hogblad on the show from Sweden, and that's when I discovered uh, Swedish Santa Claus, whose name is Yule Tompton, and I don't know what it is about Yule Tompton, but I love that name, it just makes me laugh. Well, Timbral has written me a message, and he says, hi, this is important stuff, been meaning to tell you this for a while now. Since you included the talk you had with Sam Hogblad regarding the Swedish Santa in your Best of Season 1 episode, I think you deserve a little more thorough explanation of the name. In the talk, it sounded like it was complete gibberish, but it's not. The name Yule Tompton consists of two words, Yule and Tompton. <laughs> it's the Tompton, I think, that makes me laugh. Which pretty much equals Yule and Elf Goblin. In other words, Yule Tompton equals Christmas Elf. Simple as that. That's all for today's class, Swedish Gibberish 101. And then he also wrote back and said, Come to think of it, Elf Goblin Gnome is an even more accurate description. So if you read it, please add the Gnome part for even better clarity. Cheers, Timbral. And that was, of course, from Timbral. Timbral actually makes cool music. I think I've played uh, some of his tracks before on Beyond Synth. So there you go. That is the origin of Yule Tompton. He is the Christmas Elf Goblin Gnome. <laughs> Fucking Yule Thompson. It never gets old for me, man. I love I love that name so much. Here's a message from Jean Guzo, or is it Jean Guzo? Is this guy French? Hold on. I'm just looking over his tweets here. Yeah, he's tweeting in French. Okay. Which means it's Jean. So this is a message from Jean Guzo. 
Jean says, I love your show, man. Here's a question. What's your opinion on the Cadillacs and Dinosaurs franchise? Comic, cartoon, beat them all? All right, so Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. I didn't even realize it was a comic or a cartoon, but I did play the game and I liked it. So there's an arcade game called Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, and it's pretty cool because it's a it's an old school a beat em up brawler, but it's also got weapons in it. Uh, it's almost like um, Alien vs. Predator in that way, like the characters were big and stuff like that. When I was making some music a long time ago on Fruity Loops, I think I stole a bass line from Cadillacs and Dinosaurs because I liked this one level's music so much. And the game I really liked. The comic I've never read, and the cartoon I've watched one episode because my cable package has sort of like a Netflix streaming kind of option and when I was going through the list of things to watch there was Cadillacs and Dinosaurs and I was like what? Like this was a show? And so I checked it out and it was okay. That's all I can say about that. I didn't watch enough of it to really form an opinion, but it's uh, these kind of characters from the 50s sort of wind up in dinosaur times, or is it the future? And they're driving Cadillacs, and maybe it was the future. That's how much I know about Cadillacs and dinosaurs. I don't know if it was a time travel show where they go back to dinosaur times, or whether it was a post-apocalyptic thing where dinosaurs returned. I think that was it. There's dinosaurs. Let's listen to another song. (laughs) Anyway, the point is, yes, I really like the game. Alright, this is a track by Celerect L.A. Dreams. You can always count on Celerect L.A. Dreams to make great music. And this track's cool. She wakes up the night.
that was She Wakes Up the Night by Celerect L.A. Dreams. And if you like Celerect L.A. Dreams, he's been on the show several times. I think back in Season 2, and then I had him back on for a two-parter in Season 3 or 4. Season 4 has been crazy because you guys know I used to only do 15 episodes of Beyond Synth a year. And already Season 4 is up to like 27 or something. Like It's the most episodes I've done in a season, and we hope to keep that going. You know, that's with the Patreon and stuff like that. It really helps to sort of keep the show consistent and uh, coming out on a weekly basis. Speaking of the Patreon, let's go to the Patreon. So I guess I don't need to tell you guys this, but Beyond Synth has a Patreon. That's where you can donate a monthly amount to help support the show. You can donate as little as a dollar a month, or you can donate uh, more, and the higher tier donations get different sort of rewards. And I put rewards in quotes because the rewards are shitty. The greatest reward is supporting this amazing program, Beyond Synth. And if you like the music and you like uh, you know hearing artists you haven't heard before and hearing cool interviews with people... Not today, but I mean, you know what I'm saying. I, you know, when I, when I just said not today, I literally put my hand up to my face, like doing the, you know, the I'm like telling a secret to hand gesture where you like cover your mouth so only like the person near you can see your mouth. The irony being I am alone in front of a microphone, so I don't know why I did that. Anyways, listen, as always, I want to thank Project Friday, Brendan Kellum, Lucas Ceballos, Mitchell Carswell, Kai, Lunar Baboon, Knox Bello, Girls with Tails, Terrence Thompson, Nathan Winter, Tomas, Zikarax, Python Blue, and Eric Valerio. Thanks, dudes. Uh, your, your support means a lot to me. And in the uh, in the higher tier here, my very special people, there's Joe and Lando. Thank you, Joe and Lando. Or Lando and Joe. Why does Joe always get to go first? Maybe you guys should bicker amongst yourselves. Is it just the f- that it sounds nice to say Joe and Lando? Or is Joe, like, trying to commandeer this operation and be, like, the boss? And it's Joe's show and Lando happens to be tagging along? These are the important questions that you guys should ask yourselves. Florence Bullock. Thanks, Florence. Florence is cool. And I appreciate her support because it makes me feel good inside. Then there's Joey Bergeron. Joey is Cajun and a website designer. And we are slowly working away at a website for Beyond Synth. But to be honest with you, I'm stalling because I... (laughs) haven't had time to do anything so joey is very keen to help out and i guess i'm not really doing my part which is um explaining what i want roman roman thank you for your donation roman is a cool guy and after roman comes x-riz music which is now official x-riz music and sebastian sw and philip huberger devious raven Bobby B. Will Lowe. John Eternal. Is that new? John Eternal. Is that new or was that... Did I do that last week? (laughs) I'm terrible at this. I just look at the list and I can't know. I was like, are these new names or old names? And Dougie Fresh. That's new, right? 
Dougie Fresh. Thanks, Dougie Fresh. He's a cool guy. I think he's just started listening to the show recently, and now he is one of my special $5 donors. Dougie's a cool guy who's digging this synthwave music and riding, riding the synthwave train all the way to the top. And of course, my lovely $10 donors. These people are kings among men, assuming they're all men, which I believe they are. There's Jake Last and Trevor Resnick and the Fear Merchant. He merchants in fear and Jake merchants in last and Trevor. Well, Trevor's just there. I want to thank everybody for donating this week. It means a lot to me. And if you want to support Beyond Synth, check out Beyond Synth... Er, nope. <laughs> check out patreon.com slash beyondsynth and you can help support the show. We got some goals we want to reach. And if we reach those goals, the show gets to be even bigger and better. And that is all I have to say about that. Let's listen to another track. This is Star Force off Omniversal Oscillations. This is one of the first albums I bought when I discovered the synthwave scene. This is Summer of 2085, the Epidemic Remix.
And that was Summer of 2085, the Epidemic Remix by Starforce off Omniversal Oscillations. Now that I say that, I'm saying Epidemic because it's spelled E-P-Y-D-E-M-I-C, whereas Epidemic is E-P-I-D-E-M-I-C. So that's why I'm pronouncing it uh, differently. All right? Is that cool with you? <laughs> maybe he wants it to be. Maybe he wants it to be epidemic. But if you want it to be epidemic, spell it like epidemic. Damn it! Let's look at some more junk emails. I'm not playing the song. <laughs> I'm gonna take a sip of my drink here. Hello, I am Eric Miller, and I am a British soldier attached to the UN peacekeeping force in Syria. I am the commanding officer of the first battalion of the Royal Irish Regiment. As you may know, every day there are several cases of insurgent attacks and suicide bombs going on here. We have managed to move funds belonging to some demised persons who were attacked and killed through these attacks. The total amount is $15 million in cash. What? Okay, so this is an interesting scam now. So now it's not just money that was like in a bank account or whatever. This is now the money of dead Syrians that some Irish peacekeepers have stolen? (laughs) What? We want to move this money to you. Uh, By the way, if you hear page-turning sound effects, it's because (laughs) in preparation for a big junk email segment, I decided I wanted to have hard copies of these things because I'm an idiot. My partner and I will take 70% while you take 30%. No strings attached. Just help us move it out of Syria, which is a war zone right now. We plan on using diplomatic courier and shipping the money out in two large metallic boxes using diplomatic immunity. (laughs) It'd be amazing if, like, these two crates just have the picture of the fucking bad guy from Lethal Weapon 2. Like, <laughs> diplomatic immunity! <laughs> How does a box have diplomatic immunity? <laughs> I want that box deported! <laughs> If you are interested, I will send you the full details. My job is to find a good partner that we can trust and is ready to assist us. Can we trust you? When you receive this letter, kindly send me an email signifying your interest, including your most confidential telephone fax numbers and other contact details for quick communication. This business is risk-free. The boxes can be shipped out in 48 hours. Please, if you are interested in assisting, kindly reply through this private and confidential email. And this <laughs> Private and confidential email is ma- Major Rich Miller at yahoo.co.uk. Please treat this proposal as top secret because there is no better way to keep a secret than sending it in an email to a complete stranger. <laughs> Thanks, Major Eric H. Miller. All right, let's listen to another song. This is DAD off the construct, one of my favorite albums. This is Titan.
That was Titan from the track. Nope, the track was Titan. <laughs> this was Titan by DAD off the album The Construct. And if you like DAD, he's been on the show twice, and both those episodes are a lot of fun. You can go back in the back catalog and check it out. Feel free to check out the back catalog. I think a lot of people, when they discover Beyond Synth, they just start listening to the show and they just listen to new episodes. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the music, if it's new to you, especially with Synth Wave, because it's got a retro vibe, it doesn't matter if it was made in, you know, like 2010 or 2013 or it's new. If it's good music, it's good music. And if you have haven't heard it before, then it's going to be new to you and it's going to be awesome. I mean, I've been doing Beyond Synth now for over three years and, you know, when I started doing Beyond Synth, the synthwave scene already existed and already had a lot of great albums and great artists uh, making tunes. So feel free, go to the back catalog. If you're on SoundCloud and you're listening to the show and the episode's over, you don't need to wait till next week, man. There's like 72 other episodes, uh, fun guests, awesome music, and uh, you should uh, check them out, man, because it's cool. Lee Rosevere, that guy makes cool music, and he's asked Andy Last, your top synthwave album of the year so far. You know, there's been a lot of really cool music that's come out this year, and it's very difficult for me to answer this question. I think my gut instinct is to say FM84 and the album Atlas. Uh, it's just a really good, solid album. And I really dig uh, Ollie Ride's voice. I think he sounds great. And there's also like a nice uh, cameo by Clive Farrington there on the track Goodbye. I mean, it's just a, it's an all around really awesome album and it deserves acknowledgement as being, you know, a really kick ass album from this year. But there's been lots of stuff that I've really liked, you know, EPs and stuff. Uh, Giant Spirit, you know, I discovered this year. And um, even though he says he's sort of veering away from Synthwave, he made, you know, a handful of really awesome tracks that, you know, were on heavy rotation over here. And by over here, I mean my house. You know, there's a Makeup and Vanity set. That Brigador soundtrack is pretty kick-ass. I mean, The Midnight have a new album, for Christ's sakes. And, I, and the reason why I haven't mentioned it is just because I haven't really given it the time to, like, analyze it yet and give it the thorough listen. But, um, you know, the, the production value that uh, The Midnight... Uh, what am I trying to say? They, they make good music. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm going to say FM84. But see, then there was like, you know, Ogre and Dallas Campbell with their Beyond the Infinite album, which is a really impressive and epic soundtrack album. But it's weird for me because even though it came out in 2016, I think they, they made it in 2015 and I heard it in 2015. And so it's weird to think of it as a 2016 release for me personally. Perturbator's album was good, Uncanny Valley. There's some cool tracks on there. Oh, there's lots of good stuff. Yeah. Thanks for your question, Lee. <laughs> Hope you like the answer. Now, James O'Brien writes, and I'm trying to figure out, it, this could be just a joke question or James O'Brien might be a bot. Either way, I'm going to try and answer it. James O'Brien asks, Andy Last, has anyone really been far, even as decided to use, even go want to do look more like? And I'm going to say, has anyone really been far? Yes. I think, I think tons of people have really been far. As decided to use even go want, maybe. I think the, the most important point is that people have gone far. And then whether they decided to use even go want, I mean, that's, you know, that's what happens later on because there's several stages to this. To do look more like. Now, that depends on what they want to look more like, I suppose. But I think it's completely 
it's not unreasonable. You know, I don't require that much uh, evidence or skeptical analysis to assume that someone, you know, if, if someone has had the idea to really bin far even has decided to use even get-go want to look more like, if that idea is out there, then it stands to reason that someone has done it or tried to do it. So I'm going to say, yes, yes, someone has been really far even and decided to use even go want to look more like. I can't give you exact numbers, but I know it's been done. Jeremy Boringer asks, What movie has the best soundtrack in your opinion? Fuck. The best soundtrack? Okay, I'm going to answer the soundtrack. I'm not going to say score. You wrote soundtrack. My favorite... I mean, this is going to be weird because these aren't going to be synthwave. Because my favorite soundtracks were soundtracks I listened to, like, you know, when I was going to school and stuff in the 90s. So I'll tell you that when we used to play Goldeneye, the... Lost Highway soundtrack was on heavy rotation. The Crow soundtrack. I think we listened to the Natural Born Killers soundtrack a lot, too, for some reason. That was <laughs> that was one of them. I really liked Dark City, but that was the score. I'm going to say Lost Highway, and I'm only saying that because it brings back nostalgic memories because we used to listen to Lost Highway while we played Goldeneye. So that is my answer to you. And it's, uh, yeah, it had some cool songs on there. How about this? Let's listen to another track, and then we'll answer more questions. People are still sending them to my Twitter, so hopefully I can I can get to all of them here. Here is a track by Dance with the Dead off the Near Dark album, and this is The Pit.
And that was The Pit by Dance with the Dead off the Near Dark album. Dance with the Dead are, of course, awesome. And if you go back a few episodes, you can hear my chat with Dance with the Dead. And we pretty much covered their uh, the history of the band. And we, did a, we listened to a whole bunch of their songs over the course of their careers. And I think they're doing a live show coming up with Ghost and, and, and Protector 101. Did I read that correct? I know Protector 101 and Ghost. And I swear Dance with the Dead were involved. Maybe I'm wrong. Let's read some more questions. James Secker wants to know, if you had to be a synthesizer, which one would you be and why? If I had to be a synthesizer, well, I'll tell you, I would be the Tonto, or just Tonto. It is the most valuable modular synth. Estimated value, 100,000 pounds. And I think I would be that one because that means that not many people are going to be playing you. Of course, it depends. If you're a synthesizer, would you want to be played? It's like, you know, whenever you see like those cartoons, you know, when someone like is a is a butcher shop or something, and they've got like a picture of like a happy pig as, as if a pig is happy to be eaten. Like that's their destiny, you know, which uh, you may or may not agree with. And so it's hard to say, does a, does a synthesizer, if it had a soul, would it want to be played or would it find it a Annoying that people were playing it. Would it be important to the synthesizer that it's fulfilling its destiny? This is fucking dumb. <laughs> I'm reading from an article from attackmagazine.com that is talking about the most expensive synthesizers. So I thought, if I'm going to be one, I'm going to be one of the most expensive. And this Tonto is 100,000 pounds. It says, Modular synths present their own set of difficulties when it comes to valuations. Vintage modular systems from the likes of Moog and EMS command small fortunes on the second-hand market. But if you were to add another few modules, any system would be worth even more. Where do you draw the line? At what point does a group of discrete modules become a whole? What makes a collection of modular gear into a cohesive instrument? The CEMS Coordinated Electronic Music Studio Moog Modular sold at the Vimia Auctions five years ago and offers one answer, a giant modular system built by Robert Moog for the State University of New York in 1970. The CEMS sold for 29,950 pounds. So there you go. Now, the thing is, a modular synth isn't very pretty, right? Because it is just essentially a wall full of, like, rack synths with, like, wires coming out of them and stuff. I just liked it because it was so expensive. But now that I think about it, maybe I'd rather be a Moog Voyager, because that's a nice keyboard. Maybe what about, like, one of those special keyboards, except they redo all the knobs in gold? How about that? That is literally my answer to this stupid question. <laughs> Jamie Yard wants to know, what's the hurry for? That's right. I put out an all call to people saying I was about to record the show. So uh, please send in questions. And uh, and he says, why the hurry? And I said, uh, because I have to record this show over 50 miles per hour or the bus will explode. All right. So that's why. That's the hurry today. If I don't record this show fast, the bus is going to explode. That is a reference to the film Speed. Any other name on Twitter... At S. Fortesque wants to know, Andy Last, favorite track at the moment? My favorite track at the moment. What's the track that I... I'm going to tell you, you know what track I keep going back to? is fucking FM84 and uh, Wild Ones. I play that song all the time. Like, anytime I, I turn on the, the thing when I switch over to music, because I do listen to a lot of podcasts, when I switch over to music, I'll play Wild Ones. I'm a big fan of the song Beach Scene by Shakan. I always play that track. 
And lately, I've been listening to stuff that you haven't heard, which is Droid Bishop's upcoming album, because, uh, you know, I did a music video for Droid Bishop, and he's got some tracks on his upcoming album, which I'm listening to and thinking what I would do if I made a music video for. So I've been listening to that album on rotation. I also really like The Mountain by Gunship. I go to that track quite a bit. You know, some of my favorite songs I can listen to a million times. Like, I have heard, you know, Lucasette's Tonight way too many times. I love it. Like, when I start going through my iPod and just selecting songs, not randomly, but specifically choosing a track to listen to, I mean, I always go back to listening to Lucasette Tonight and Radio. The Midnight I'll put in a lot. I like that track, Gloria. There's lots of songs I just, like, I I go to. I I have fun with them. But I'm going to say FM 84 is uh, Wild Ones for right now, because that's the one I literally, every time I switch to music mode, I will always play that song. And speaking of a completely different song, let's listen to (laughs) another track. This is Kid Casio off the album Sit and Wait, and this is the Kodo song.
That was the Kodo song in brackets A Umbayo by Kid Casio, and that's a fun one. And that's from Sit and Wait. And if you dig Kid Casio sound, he was on the show back in season two, and you should check it out. He makes uh, he makes really cool uh, music that I really like. It's a very upbeat and like happy stuff. And his brother in real life plays uh, Tony Stark's dad, like young Tony Stark's dad or whatever. I think Tony Stark's dad has been played by several actors. Oh, and he's also a preacher too. That that show AMC's Preacher or whatever. Yeah, that's Kid Casio's brother. That has nothing to do with Kid Casio's music, but (laughs) just some fun little uh, trivia for you. Let's answer some more questions. This one is from Repeal the Eighth, which is Surgery Cult. Wait, that's Surgery Head. What is Repeal the Eighth? Is that like a a law or something? I'll never know. And he says, what is your favorite non-Terminator Arnie movie? Favorite Carpenter Brute song? Have you eaten Marmite before? Favorite horror film? All right, so that's like 10 questions. So let's tackle them in order. Favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that is not Terminator related? Does Terminator 3 count? (laughs) Ha ha ha, funny guy. All right, let's see here. Uh, Predator, right? It's got to be Predator. What else is there? I, I, I like Total Recall, and I like Commando, but Predator is, like, amazing, so it's got to be Predator. Easy. Easy, buddy. Easy. That's an easy one. Favorite Carpenter Brute song? You know what Carpenter Brute song I really like? Hang 'em All, which was on EP2, I think, and it's also on Trilogy. And Hang 'em All is a cool song. I mean, Carpenter Brute, every album has, like, one or two that are just, like, absolutely amazing, but, like, they're always really good. Uh, Hang 'em All, I just really dig that song a lot. Um, but, you know, Turbo Killer is awesome. The music video. That's one of my, like, Turbo Killer is one of the best music videos ever made. And, uh, and the song and the music just fit so perfect. Uh, it's so good. But uh, hang them all is my answer to that question. Have you eaten Marmite before? Maybe. I mean, I was in Australia and New Zealand when I was like a little kid and England. Because where's Marmite? Marmite. No, Marmite's in England. Yeah. So I may have, you know, I don't care about it. Uh, Favorite horror film. I'm not really a horror film guy. So 
I don't know uh, if I can answer that question properly. I mean, I guess I would say Nightmare on Elm Street, like the third one, because I'm not really a horror film dude, so I prefer the horror films that have a lot of, like, visual um, interest going on. Like, I'm not big into slasher movies. So uh, I'll say I'll say Nightmare on Elm Street, the, the Dream Warriors. How about that? And Sam Rubio. Hi, Sam. She says, Dear Andy Lass, what's your favorite singer-slash-band from the 80s? That's easy, Depeche Mode. And the singer would be Dave Gahan, or however you say his last name, Dave Gahan, the uh, the lead singer of Depeche Mode. I don't think I've ever watched an interview where they say how they say his name out loud. But uh, yeah, Depeche Mode is definitely my favorite. I'll, I'll go into more detail. My favorite album of Depeche Modes, because this is funny, when I had Nina on the show, I had to edit out this huge chunk. I mean, I kept some of it in, but we started talking about Depeche Mode, and then I I went to say my favorite Depeche Mode songs and, and albums, and I blanked, even though before I discovered Synthwave, Depeche Mode was what I listened to the most. You know what I mean? Like, I've listened to these songs in my life, like, million times. So, Music for the Masses was the first CD I ever bought. That's Depeche Mode. And I really like Never Let Me Down. I think my favorite album is Black Celebration, but my favorite song was probably, I mean, Enjoy the Silence I really like, Never Let Me Down, like I said, uh, off of Playing the Angel, you know, Precious is a great song. There was a great remix album that came out, and they did a great uh, sort of electronic uh, remix of Personal Jesus I really liked. Yeah, man. So that's my answer. Depeche Mode is my answer to that question. Let's listen to another song. This uh, was sent to me by a dude called Nathan Dandy. So we're talking about horror films. This dude's sort of doing like kind of the dark synth stuff. This is from an album called Grave Dweller. And this track is called The Return to Camp Slang.
was the return to Camp Slang by Nathan Dandy off the Grave Dweller album. So that's a cool little album. It's got some cool tracks on there. And we're uh, just uh, reading off some listener questions today and junk emails. And just before we uh, played that track, Sam Rubio asked me what my favorite singer band from the 80s was. I said Depeche Mode. Then Ken Murdoch, Jurigast, who's often in the, uh, the chat room when the show airs. He has responded to her question with his own answer, and he says, Dear Andy Lass, what's my favorite singer band from the 80s? Trick question. I don't really have one. Maybe Queen. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) Horning in on my questions. Barons of Santa Carla says, Andy Lass, Beyond Synth has opened up a huge world of music to me. I'd like to say, stay rad to you and all those awesome synth wave artists. I can't even say it. (laughs) Thanks, dude. That's a nice thing to say. I like when people say nice things. And when people don't say nice things, I delete their comments. Scotty Galden says, Do you have any clips of your laugh I could use for notifications? Dude, I never laugh on this show. So no, I don't. And you can never have them. And if you if you find any clips of me laughing, you do not have the right. Do you understand? You have no right to use it. This is a laugh-free zone. <laughs> See, that joke works two ways, because A, I'm always laughing, but it is also a laugh-free zone, because it's not really that funny. I mean, I'm amused, but uh, whatever. Nat DeLang, he says, favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that isn't a Terminator film. Well, guess what? You're late to the game, because somebody already asked me that. The answer was Predator. Vincent Grippy, you remember him, he was on the show a few episodes ago. He says, who is Danny Glover and what time am I? Danny Glover is, of course, the co-star of the Lethal Weapon films and Old Man. And Vincent Grippy wrote that question three hours ago. I'm recording this at two, therefore, Vincent, you are 11 a.m. So, fuck you. Adam Hardman writes, Can you play the new Codex installer track? (laughs) Remember that? Remember the old... I don't know if they still do it because I haven't used pirated software in a long time, but uh, you remember when you would, like, install some sort of pirated thing and it would play, like, some chiptunes? That is, of course, what he is referring to. I think I did have some. Like, in my video game playlist, I think I had, like, some chiptunes that were, like, Codex music, but I don't remember where that folder is. Like, Dubmoob and stuff like that. Like, they'd have these little cheap, like, uh, chiptunes. Some of them were actually really really awesome. You know, like, you almost wanted to install the program just to listen to the track. Tom Welsh says, prank phone calls, question mark? Do you think I'm going to do prank phone calls? Is that what that question is? I feel like prank phone calls is a thing you can't really do anymore. Here's here's one thing, though. I'll say this, Tom Welsh, who is also Digital Native Dance, who makes some uh, really cool tracks that you uh, I've played a few times on the show. If I can get a device, and again, this is when people support the show with the Patreon because I need some money. I need to get basically like a box that I can plug my phone line into and then plug that into my interface so that I can actually record telephone conversations because, you know, the show, when I do interviews, it's all uh, using Skype. So if I can do like proper phone calls, then I will have a prank phone call section because just like I do junk emails, I really want to capture all the people who call with scams and then I want to start recording those calls and then I'm just going to lead them on and, and have a silly conversation. So just to let you know, I that is a plan of mine, but I need a device to do it because my studio is not equipped. All right, let's listen to another song.
song. This is by Stereo, and that's S space T space E space R. You get the idea. It's the word stereo with spaces between all the letters. This track is called New Day Dawning, and it's a, it's a fun track. It's got a genuine early 80s uh, synth pop vibe, and I, I dig it a lot. So this is New Day Dawning.
and that was New Day Dawning by Stereo. And that is a fun song. Check it out. They got lots of uh, tracks. You know, I post the links. So if ever you're wondering uh, how to find the artists that I feature on the show, if you go to SoundCloud, click on the More Info button, and you'll see a big list of every artist featured on the show and a bunch of links to reach them. So you can see their Twitters or their uh, SoundCloud accounts or Bandcamp, and you can check out their stuff. You know, some artists don't have a lot of links and some artists do, man, and it's all there for you to enjoy. So let's get back to answering some more listener questions. Matt's Murphy wants to know... Hey, is that Agent Murphy? Hold on. It is. How about that? (laughs) Agent Murphy, which is cool. I played a track of his last week. He says, name a game you want to see turned into a movie and vice versa. Okay, game to movie. I'd like to see Streets of Rage and Golden Axe. The reason why I choose old games that I would want to see is because obviously there's some newer franchises that are a lot more cinematic. So you could say like, oh, it'd be cool to see a Mass Effect movie. But like the Mass Effect trilogy was so awesome and cinematic anyways that I don't think I need to see a movie of it. Like it was, that's what it was good at as being this really uh, awesome sort of story-driven interactive like science fiction game. So I don't need to see it in movie form. Elder Scrolls, which I love, but uh, you know, the joy of Elder Scrolls is the experience of, you know, building your character and, and wandering around this world. So again, I don't need to see a movie of Elder Scrolls because it would just be, you know, some generic fantasy film. Like what makes Elder Scrolls cool is that it's a game. But there's lots of old games that I think you could develop because the games themselves were so simple. So like Streets of Rage could just be this wicked, like, you know, revenge action film. And it doesn't have to be complicated because the game wasn't complicated. It could be a tight, you know, one hour and 14 minute movie or the shortest it has to be. You've got your three main characters. You got Axel. You got... uh, What the fuck was the chick's name? (laughs) What are the two other characters' names? (laughs) There's the girl and there's the other dude. Ah, fucking... Just do some little internet research here. Adam and Blaze. So those are your three characters in uh, Streets of Rage. Axel, Blaze, and Adam, who are apparently undercover police officers or something. But the great thing is, with the old school games, there's only so much that actually happened in the game. And so I would love to see a movie that actually tackles uh, an old video game and just puts all the stuff in there. I want to direct this movie, basically, because A, would have a wicked soundtrack, and... I would do everything that's in the game. So they would call for backup and then like this fucking police car would show up and a dude would like have like a fucking bazooka, you know, like all that stuff would be in the game and then all the locations would be in the, in the movie or, or sorry, in the movie. So uh, yeah, that's my choice. And Golden Axe. Golden Axe would be a fucking awesome movie for the exact same reasons. Simple, straightforward. Death Adder fucking comes in. There's a quick montage of him killing the families of, you know, uh, Axe Battler and uh, Tyrus Flair and the dwarf whose name I forget. And then it's just the three of them meet up and then they, you know, they travel around, they go through Turtle Village, they fight a bunch of little, like, gnome things who steal their shit, and then they fucking find the Death Adder and kill him. I mean, like, it'd be a wicked movie. Simple, straightforward. No overcomplicated, stupid story. Fucking simple. Those are the movies, or those are the games I want to see as movies. And as far as movies I'd like to see as games, I would like to see... 
I don't know if any of you have played Just Cause, but Just Cause games are really fun, open world. You've got a grappling hook. You have a lot of freedom of movement. There's action and stuff. I'd like to see the Just Cause engine, but with the James Bond franchise. So I'd like to see a James Bond game that wasn't, like, it still had a story with an espionage theme. So have a big open world similar to Just Cause, but then maybe have, you know, two cities in this world, then some small towns, and then have all the different um, weather locations. So have a snowy mountain and have a desert and this and that and then make the main character James Bond and then you you have missions and you go to different places and you know have all this action and stuff that's what I'd like to see the the James Bond franchise attached to like an open world game which I think would be like super cool and then you, and then you have the choice of what James Bond you want to play as or whatever that would be awesome let's listen to another song and then we will uh, answer some more questions this is a track by Mono Memory And this track is called Corvette Cadet.
And that was Corvette Cadet by Mono Memory. That's a cool track. I feel like a Corvette Cadet right now. I don't know what that means. Here, I'm going to read another junk email, and then we'll go to some more questions, because I see uh, Vampire Stepdad has spammed my Twitter feed with about, like, 80 questions in a row. So here's an email from the Department of Justice, Federal Bureau of Investigation, that's FBI, Anti-Terrorist and Monetary Crimes Division. Did they really <laughs> merge those two divisions? <laughs> Like, whose decision is it to merge those ones? Like, we got a lot of stuff to deal with, with terrorism and all these people coming in and explosions and shit, but uh, we're kind of low on funding right now, so how about you guys also tackle scam emails? That's what... That's what we're going to do with this fucking division. Attention, and this is regarding the Federal Bureau of Investigation seeking to wiretap the internet. What an opening! Security interception of unsolicited business transaction. Holy smokes, this is a novel. I am James B. Comey, Jr., the new FBI director nominated by President Barack Obama to replace the previous director, Robert S. Mueller, due to internal logical protocols guiding international and local transactions. My tenure represent peace, equity, and justice, and rule of law shall prevail. My duty is to ensure global maximum security and to protect fundamental human Human rights. We, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, which he didn't capitalize, FBI in brackets, thank you, Washington, D.C., in conjunction with some other relevant investigation agencies here in the United States of America, have been informed through our Global Intelligence Monitoring Network that you are presently having a transaction going on with the Central Bank of Nigeria in regards to your overdue contract payment, which was fully endorsed in your favor accordingly. We have taken out time in screening through this project as stipulated on our protocols of operation and have finally confirmed that your contract payment is 100% genuine and hitch-free. <laughs> awesome! To this effect, we will advise that you go ahead in dealing with the central bank office accordingly, as we will be monitoring all their services as well, as your correspondence with them at all level. It might also interest you to know that we recently had a meeting with Executive Governor of the Central Bank of Nigeria, in the person of Mr. Godwin Emifiel, along with some of his officials. Regarding your case, they made us to understand that your payment file has been held in a base for some reasons, depending on when you personally come from the claim. What does this email even mean? This guy... (laughs) This guy's head of the FBI, and he does not craft a proper sentence. They also complain that the only problem they are facing right now is that some unscrupulous element are using this project as an avenue to scam innocent people off their hard-earned money by impersonating the executive governor and the central bank office. We were also made to understand that a lady named Mrs. Travis Lewis from the state of Ohio, USA, has already contacted the central bank office on your behalf and also presented to them all the necessary documentations, evidencing your claim proposed to have been signed personally by you for the release of your contract fund valued at 8 million US dollars. <laughs> Let's just pause for a moment. This email comes from the FBI saying that they've been spying on my email interactions with the Bank of Nigeria and have emailed me to let me know that we've tapped your internet and your dealing with the central bank is legitimate because we've spoken to the the central bank about your account, at which point they said that they've got some money that's ready for you, but a chick from the States has impersonated you and has tried to claim the money before you can get it. (laughs) This is awesome. (laughs) 
The Central Bank of Nigeria did this wise thing by insisting on hearing from you personally before they go ahead on releasing your fund to the banking information, which was forwarded to them by the above-named lady, so that the main reason why they contacted uh, us so as to assist them in making the investigations to avoid any irregularity. So the Central Bank contacted the FBI. That's interesting. Uh, we advise you uh, that you stop further contact with them in your best interest and contact the genuine... Wait, what? In case you... What? <laughs> Hold on. Should in case you already dealing with anybody or office that might be posing to the Central Bank of Nigeria, we advise you to stop further contact with them in your best interest and contact the genuine office of the Central Bank of Nigeria only with the below information. Okay, so they're working in conjunction with the Central Bank of Nigeria, but now they're telling me not to deal with the Central Bank of Nigeria that I've been dealing with a scam Central Bank of Nigeria, even though earlier they told me that my dealings with the Bank of Nigeria was fine but that a lady from the States was trying to impersonate me. So <laughs> I don't even get what this story is. It's so complicated. So I have to contact Mr. Godwin Emifiel. Email GodwinMFL112 at gmail.com. Perfect. FYI, you are hereby warned to stop every communication with any other office person or persons regard to any of your fund. Once you contact Godwin via the above stated info, I assure you that your predicaments are all over. <laughs> predicaments I had no idea were even happening. We are watching all activities between you and those imposters and scammers. And of course, they've been monitoring all these communications, but they still need my full name, residential address, telephone number, and country. <laughs> Fuck. And everyone's all paranoid about them being spied on by the government, but uh, clearly it uh, doesn't work. We will be monitoring all your dealings with them as you proceed so you don't have anything to worry about. Best regards, James B. Comey, Federal Bureau of Investigation. Well, that was incredibly complicated, and I don't understand what the scam is, but I do understand that I want to listen to another track. So here is a track by Super 8 Cynics, and this track is Wake Me Up in April. Should have been running away Now I can hardly move And what 
Okay, that was Super 8 Cynics. Not that last part. That was me singing along. Uh, Super 8 Cynics in the track Wake Me Up in April. And that's a cool song. All right, let's uh, go to some more questions here. Vampire Stepdad has spammed my Twitter feed with questions. So I'm going to do a uh, quick fire question and answer thing right now. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Vampire Stepdad says, Andy Last, what's your favorite flavor of meat? Beef. Vampire Stepdad says, Andy Last, when's the last time you looked inside a turtle's mouth? This is the weirdest thing. Yesterday. (laughs) Some lady that's in this area, where I am right now, I could be more vague, I suppose, protects turtles when they hatch. So there's snapping turtles, and of course, when snapping turtles are born, the mother leaves the eggs in a nest, and then um, they are viable prey by all sorts of animals who are going to come get them. So there's this lady who, once the turtles lay eggs on her property, she sort of protects them and gives them a fighting chance to to go in the water. And we went over there as a family and uh, got to play with a bunch of little snapping turtles. And there was like a big thing of like a little pool and there was about 16 little baby turtles and they were like walking on our hands and stuff. And it was pretty cool. To be fair though, now that I think about it, I don't think the turtles' mouths were opening. But they were walking around. So yes, I, I saw a turtle. All right, good enough. Vampire Stepdad says, Andy Last, have you ever been to a place where you were the only person wearing socks? If so, why? (laughs) Yes, every time I have sex. (laughs) That's a joke. Vampire Stepdad says, Andy Last, how can a person be both totally rad and also really into paper mache? Well, I'm talking, buddy, because I dig paper mache and I'm totally rad. So there you go. Vampire Stepdad, Andy Last, at what point did you realize you wanted to be a regressive unicorn handler? Never! Vampire Stepdad, Andy Last, on what date was George Washington given his first pair of pants? Note, hand-me-downs do now count. I wonder if he means hand-me-downs do not count. I tell you what, I'm not answering any question where there's a fucking typo. So you can take that question, Vampire Stepdad, and shove it up your ass. Fuck you. (laughs) Vampire Stepdad makes some fun music, and you should check it out. (laughs) Ross B.O.P. Steck says, Andy Last, tell the world that B.O.P. is the best game streamer of all time. K. thanks, bye. I'll tell him. B.O.P. is the best game streamer of all time. Hope you guys know that. How long has this show been going? This feels like a long episode. I should... (laughs) Let's listen to another track. And, uh... I don't know. Maybe the show's over now. I can't tell. Uh, This is a track by the Astral Stereo Project. You know I dig uh, the Astral Stereo Project. This is from Antihero. And this is She Dances at the Metropole. (laughs) 
And that was She Dances at the Metropole by the Astral Stereo Project. And we've been reading junk emails and listener mail. And I think I've caught up on all the questions I need to answer. But I want to thank all you guys for tuning into the show. It's been a fun one, I guess. And we should be back to normal in September. So I do have a bunch of interviews planned for the month of September. And then that should uh, bring the show back to its regular format. But who knows, you know, because when we get rushed into these these corners, I have to throw together these episodes rather quickly. And so that's what's been going on. But listen, I want to thank you guys for tuning into the show. We've got through a whole bunch of junk emails. We did a whole bunch of questions and answers. I think that's fun. What else we do? We did the Patreon. Is there anything I forgot to do? Because if there is, that's too damn bad because I'm not going to do it because it's over now. But listen, thanks for tuning in. Let's leave today on a song. All right. I think today's a good day to sort of end on a track because I like tracks. Here's a cool song, which is fun. It's by Bart Graft, and it's a track called Art Exhibition. So we're going to leave on this today. This is a fun song, and we will uh, have hopefully a regularly scheduled show next week. I mean, it's always regularly scheduled, but I mean, I don't want to do too many shows in a row that are complete nonsense or else people aren't going to like it anymore. And I don't know who that's going to be exactly because I'm not sure who likes it now. (laughs) Jeff Harrington. (laughs) He's my one fan. Actually, no, there's more. There's Yan. Oh, Yan said something funny the other day because as you know, uh, you know, we have the Patreon for Beyond Synth where you can uh, donate and help out the show. And Yan was saying, you know, hey, you know, I, uh, you know, I I like the show and is sort of apologizing that he wasn't like supporting it. And again, I don't have any, there's no pressure here. If you want to support the show, do it. If you don't, and you just like to listen to it, that's totally cool. But he forgot, because I know he's French. Instead of writing Patreon, he referred to... He was telling me about something he liked in a previous episode, and he said, you know, even though I am not a worthy Patterson human being, I still follow your show. So then I <laughs> I just like the idea of referring to my Patreon donors as Pattersons. <laughs> I don't know why. I, As you can tell, I get the dumbest things make me laugh and happy, okay? I get a lot of joy from a lot of stupid shit, because I don't know why. So I think I'll do that next week, just so you guys know. I'm going to start referring to my Patreon donors as Pattersons, because why not? Who cares? So listen, thanks for tuning into the show. Uh, You are my best friend. (laughs) Here's Bart Graft. The track is Art Exhibition, and I will talk to you guys next week on Beyond Synth.